Okay, Agon Erev Shabbos, everyone. Ruchim Abom. We have a lot to do today. We have a big, uh, we have a big lineup. We have four short shirim. We're going to start with Perk Yavais. Um We're up to Perk Aleph, Mishnah, Hey. As we mentioned from Rav Volba, one of the four things every Jew has to know is... The Mishnah Bura, um, Rabbeinu Yoyna, on Perkei Avais, Rashi Ramban Ala Torah, and Masil Sisharim. So, this is one of the four sort of basics of uh, Limud, <coughs> one of the four basic things that every Jew should know. So let's uh, learn Mishnah Hay. Yoisi ben Yochanan ishu shalayim oimer. Yoisi ben Yochanan from Jerusalem would say, now, by the way, on the previous Mishnah, um, Rabbeinu Yoni had a very big chiddush because when it says Yosi ben Yoyezer kiblu mehem, the question is who's mehem? The only person in the previous generation was Antignois Ishsoichai. So who's mehem? So Rabbeinu Yoni said from Antignois and from Shemanat Sadik. That was the chiddush of Rabbeinu Yoni. It was pointed out to me over a Yomtif that not everybody reads it that way. Some have a Gersa in the Mishnah, only from Antignois. Anyway, Yosi ben Yochanan, Ishu Shalayim, Aymer. Your house should be open wide. What does that mean? V'yiu aniyam b'nei v'esecha. The poor should be members of your household. Do not speak at length with the woman. So now let's say pshat. What does it mean, the woman? Says the Mishnah, talking about your wife. Or the more so, the wife of your friend. From here, the sage is derived. When a person speaks at length with the woman, he causes harm to himself. He loses out from learning. And the end, he will inherit a very hot place. Did I ever mention? Gehenim is not comfortable. So, you don't want to have long conversations with the woman. You cause bad for yourself. You lose out in Torah. And in the end, you inherit Gehenim. You know, it's very interesting. Imagine somebody would say that don't do the following. First of all, they're going to put you in a raging fire. And also, what do you mean and also? I think that's enough. No? I mean, I think everything else should pale in comparison to the Gehenna. The answer is Gehenna is a side note. Gehenna is not the Icar over here. The most important thing in this world is your soul. And if you cause harm to your own soul, that's the biggest problem. And uh, next, after your soul is, if you could have been learning Torah and acquiring Shlemos, and you lose out on that. Gehenim is the least of your problems. Anyway, let's see what Rabbi Yonah has to say. Some say it means, It doesn't mean your house should be open wide. Rivacha. Like the Revach Vehatzalah, there should be 
a certain um, generous givings. In other words, people should have respite in your house. There should be harvacha to people should have pleasantness in your house. In your house, it should be known as a place where you could get a good bite, where you could get a good word. Or another that your house should be like the house of Abraham. That he would live on the road in an open place so that wayfarers could be able to stay by him. His house was open on four sides. Wherever side you would come in, there's a door open. Remember when you were a kid, you made the tent of Abraham, he had four doors. Meaning, don't be the guy who you have like five bolts on your front door with two watchdogs and then a gate with an armed guard at your front door. So yeah, inside you have good food always available, but for somebody to get in, it's like you know getting into getting into the Kremlin or something. Now it should be easy access. You know, obviously you got to protect your privacy, and you can't let everybody into your house these days. But Lamaisa, a deserving person, uh, who's uh, he, he should feel like it's easy access. Um, and the first shot is people should have harvacha in your house. In other words, when somebody thinks about your house, their thought should be, you know, that's a place where I could get a good word and something, a good bite. Now, v'yu aniyam b'nei v'secha. The poor should be members of your house. What does this mean? Hunidrash l'shnei fanim. This could be expounded in two ways. Number one, bimkoim she'koyne avadim u'mefarnesam. In a situation where you get servants to support. In other words, you're a wealthy guy, you need a driver, you need a, you need somebody to, you need a secretary, you need people to work for you. So make sure you give the jobs to people who are poor so that you could support them. And you won't have to spend your money on buying, meaning, in other words, if you need to give out a job, give it to somebody who needs the money. Number two, the poor should be welcome in your house. They shouldn't think, oh, how am I going to, what should I say to this Oishar today? I'm going to have to really compliment him. It should be easy for them to get in without busha. Make the Aniyim feel welcome. Give them a smile so that they shouldn't be embarrassed to come. They should feel good. They should have permission. They could sit down at your table. They could go to your water machine. They could open up your fridge and take a cup. They don't have to. They don't feel like you're standing on eggshells. Um, the same way your kid runs down and he raids the fridge and he doesn't say, "Can I take the last piece of chicken?" When you come home, be ready that the last piece of chicken that you wanted, one of your kids ate already. You know how it goes. You know, you bought a good treat, and you open up the fridge, it's gone. Who ate it? Your kid ate the whole thing, and he's not embarrassed, you know. So the Oni should feel like your house is his house. Because conversing with women 
brings to improper thoughts, sin, and Bittal Tyra. Now, what does this mean? As I once heard from Chashav Arav, if there's anyone who you should speak to at length, who needs it, it's your wife. She deserves your attention. But at the same time, the Mishnah is saying to be somewhat circumspect. And if you don't like how that sounds, take it up with the uh, redactors of the oral law and with the Rebunisham himself. But there, there is some type of balance that is um, being said that a person should be careful even in conversation with his own wife. Now, the Rabbeinu Yonu quotes Rashi, Ki oimer, in Avais Rav we find, Now this is very interesting, because what do you mean Kosav Rashi? As uh, many know, Rashi did not write a commentary on Perkei Avais. The Rashi on Avais, the Chidah says, is not Rashi. So I guess Rabbeinu Yoyinu would have to mean the commentary that purports to be Rashi, but that means it's quite an early commentary. If Rabbeinu Yoyinu is quoting Rashi, so I guess we have to look into this. Because the Chidah famously says, in his entry on Rashi, that Rashi on Perkei Avais, Rashi on Medrash Rabbah, Rashi on Divrei Hayomim, is not from Rashi. But uh, I saw recently in Rav Schwab, when we were learning Rav Schwab on Tefillah, he quotes Rashi on, on Divrei Hayomim, and he says, even though Rashi on Divrei Hayomim is not Rashi, Mi beis midrashay shorashi yotza. I guess that means it's from Talmidei Rashi, the ideas of Rashi, even of Rashi. So maybe the same thing with Perkei Avais. Anyway, Rashi quotes Avis Ram Nasan, that it's talking about when one's wife is a nida. Be'ishtay nida amru. Ka'v'choymer be'ishtay chavere of Ratzalaymer sh'loy laharboys dvarim be'ishtay nida sh'mayigbar ha'yid serviyavidei b'shia. Don't get involved in excessive chatter with one's wife who's a nida. You might come to flagrant sin. Be'ka'v'choymer be'ishtay chavere sh'yitzray takfay elav yoyser certainly your friend's wife. Why? She'im bezois because if your own wife, that tomorrow shall be permitted, it's like you have bread in your basket because you know that you'll be able, she'll be mutter eventually. Amru, they said, be circumspect in your conversation. Certainly the wife of a Gentile. It's a very important idea. Don't make a mistake and think, oh, the neighbor's wife is much more attractive. No, not at all. It's just usher. And because it's usher, therefore it becomes sweet. Rav Miller would say, Mayim genuvim yimtaku. Think about it. Water has no taste. Water has zero taste. So how could you say yimtaku? The answer is the fact that it's stolen, it adds flavor. So a person should recognize that objectively your own wife is much more beautiful, is much more attractive. It's just that the Yetzirah tries to persuade you because the other, the grass on the other side is not yours, that conjures up this false allure. But that's Mayim Genu Mutah. Venera Lefarsha Kapshutai. Says Rabbeinu Yaina, Actually, in his, in his opinion, there is an idea, don't talk too much even to your own wife. Don't have 
these uh, excessive conversation. So that you don't frequent her every day. In other words, this is uh, to um, curtail excessive indulgence, even with one's own wife. One's own wife. A person should not live with their wife for just pleasure. Just in order to fulfill the mitzvah and the responsibility to one's wife. There has to be a difference between man and animal. So Rabbi Yon is saying an interesting thing. It's not that the excessive conversation that maybe he'll get to can lead to Lashon Hara, it could lead to Kina. That's not, that might be true, that's not the point. The point is, since a person should um, utilize a degree of, of, um, of moderation when in their relationship with their wife, excessive conversation may lead one to go beyond the threshold of moderation. And v'hu midas haprishus u'meviyase lemadregas holyonis kedamrina prishus meviyodetahara. So this is the Mishnas Chasidim that Rabbi Rabbi is saying that excessive conversation may lead somebody to be with their wife above and beyond what's needed to keep a person a separate a, a person. Checked from the Yetzirah, but Rabbi Yonah continues. What does it mean if you speak excessively with a woman? You cause evil to yourself. It fuels the Yetzirah. The Yetzirah is called bad. You know what it means? Ra means you bring the Yetzirah. Basically, the Yitzhar was sleeping, he was dormant, he wasn't excited, and because of this excessive conversation, it woke up the Yitzhar. The Yitzhar is very difficult, even his creator called him bad. Now don't blame this on anyone else, you brought it on yourself. You invited the Yetzirah. You said, Rabbi Yetzirah, please, wake up! Get going! It's like, you know, it's the sleeping dog. And like in the cartoons, you know, the guy, he he lifts up the ear of the sleeping dog and he screams in the ear of the sleeping dog. What do you expect? So you have this excessive conversation. Yeah? How? What do you think of the Shavu Brachas? Yeah? Did you, did you like the way they folded the napkin? Did you like the... What do you care how they folded the napkin? Why are you talking about how they folded the napkin? Do you think she cooked the food or she got it catered? Well, who cares? What difference does it make? You, if you liked it, you liked it. You didn't like it, you didn't like it. Well, where, where's this conversation going? Nothing good is happening from this. The, and you brought it on yourself. Okay. Hifriz... Al Hamidois Yoiser Mishar Bene Adam. Shepaomim Yetzaram is Gabra Aleam. You are actually more excessive than other people. Other people, yeah, the Yetzahar sometimes prevails over them. Avabaloishi Asim Dava Goyrem. 
that's not uh, that's in a situation where they didn't necessarily cause the Yitzhar. I mean, everybody else in the world, there are times the Yitzhar just you know blows them over, but they did, they weren't the one who brought the Yitzhar on themselves. Number two, Thought in Torah will not be possible before your eyes when you are focused on a woman and the and her, and conversation with her. Now, I think this is a chiddush nifla. I would have said, you know why you shouldn't have a lengthy conversation with a woman? Because you could have been learning a black Gemara then. You could have been l- learning from your Sefer. No, Rabbeinu Yon is not talking about that. Rabbeinu Yon is talking about what is the status quo mindset of the mind of a person. In other words, where should a, ma- a person's mind be focused? One's mind should be focused on Machsheves HaTayra. And if you're conversing with a woman, then your mind cannot be in that status quo of thinking to her. It sounds like if I'm talking to a, a, my friend, how are you? What's doing? That's not such an engaging conversation. It's not getting your not it's not flaring up your juices that you can't be thinking Mahshavas Hatar at the same time. Ravino Yon is saying that when a person is conversing with a woman, the the, the way that type of conversation takes the mind in, it completely diverts you away from the focus on in other words, Rabbi Yeager pointed out, other Yishayinim learned that, Stam, if you have a conversation with somebody, it's wasting time. I think Rabbi Yoyinah is making a different point of this. The point is that there's a certain frame of mind where a person, even if they're not like actively thinking, what's their mindset is, they're churning Divrei Torah, and as soon as you start conversing with a woman, the way... The human psyche is is that it diverts you away from that type of thought. Anyway, Rabbi Yonah says further. In the end, you're going to come to sin. Because now you're just following the whims of your heart and you're speaking with her. You're going to sin. I find more bitter than death the woman which is a trap her heart is a snare her hands are tied someone who is good before God will be spared from her and a sinner will be trapped by her I don't understand. I have a question. Is this person violating Yichud or is this person not violating Yichud? Is he speaking with the woman behind a closed door or not? If the door is closed, let Rabbeinu Yoyinah say, He's violating Yichud! So of course he's going to sin! The answer, Rabbi Yisai, is obviously the guy is conversing with the lady on the street or even worse, at the Kiddush in a shul where they don't where they don't have the right guideline where it's men and women standing together, conversing. And that conversation, even though there are other men around, 
that conversation, Rabbeinu Yoyno says, will lead to sin. That will be the end of it. And therefore, always try to do people a favor that when you make a simcha, you want it to be a simcha shel kedusha. You want it to be a joyous occasion. You don't want there to be any negative outcome from that. So, when you keep men on one side and women on the other side, you're, you're not only doing a favor to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, you're helping out all of the people participating in the Simcha, that they will be spared from any difficult situation. Very interesting. Death only takes you out from this small world. A woman could destroy the soul forever. I didn't realize this. More bitter than that. How could something be more bitter than death? The answer is death is not the, it's, it's not a great thing, but it only takes you out of this small world. But that is something more bitter than death could be It's a trap for a person. By looking at the woman, you fall in her trap. So you say, oh, but I'm bigger than that. It would never happen to me. It would only happen to somebody on a very low madrega. Pal, it's happened to people a lot greater than you. It's happened to tzaddikim much more righteous than you. It's happened to much more pious people than you. Okay? So if they were in danger, it's happened to people at Ruach HaKodesh. So here's the deal. Just realize that on the totem pole of who it could happen to, you're on the bottom of the list. If you're in, living today in 2022, out of a hundred, out of you know the totem pole of the Jewish people history, we're the most likely, we're the most in danger. So we have to take the most precautions. Don't say, oh, 50 years ago, a hundred years ago, they were able to live normally and nothing happened. Yeah, because uh, they were much healthier than we are. In our times, no precaution is excessive. Anyway, um... A person looks at what they want, and they forget what's going to happen in the end. Like the python said, The foolish dove goes in the desert, he sees the food, he doesn't see the trap. Okay? So that's how you have to think of it. You see somebody who you think could be enticing, what you should think is, I see a trap. I see a net. I see a trap. That's what you see. Don't think, oh, I see the food. No, you have to see the net. Vacharomim liba. And trap is her heart. Keshehi chayshek es adam beliba. When she desires man in her heart, i'evshir shalei kashobah afilum layachshik oisahu. You should know. Stay away. Even if you don't want her. If she wants you, you're dead meat. So you don't even want to be within the purview that your bad mazel is that the other person should want you. Her hands are a prison. If she grabs a hold, 
Kfar Lakoch Vesasum, then you're in jail. Vishavim Loy Takana. Toiv Lufneo Lakim, you molate me men of a chote lachiba. So if you think, I don't know, should I go? There's no mechitza over there. I don't know. I don't want to insult anyone, but it's too, it's a very big temptation. Do yourself a favor. Say, oh, I feel so bad. I couldn't make it. I wasn't feeling well. Please forgive me. Write them a big check and do yourself a favor. But that's um, where Rabbeinu Yonis says, Shatzadikim God guards the tzaddikim. You know what? A person has to daven. Rebana Shalom, save me from the Yetzahara. Because without your help, it's it's daunting. Don't be a fool. Don't play with fire. Don't say, nah, it's not it's only Yichud Rabbanon. Get out of there like it's a fire. So you know who's gonna be Nikshal? Someone who doesn't take it seriously. Someone who's not concerned. Someone who says, nah, I'm past that already. Okay, Rabbi Sai, uh, here's the next, next offering.